This episode of Voices of the Elephant is brought to you by SiteGround. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. Welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. My name is Cal Evans, and I'm your host. And my special guest today is a good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Pitt. Say hi to everybody, Chris. Hello, everyone. Now, this is part of an ongoing series we're doing on leading up or the run-up to ZenCon 2017. And I've got a special guest host with me today, Mr. Adam Culp, my good friend. Say hi to everybody, Adam. Hey, everyone. Okay. We are going to talk a little bit about the talks that Chris is going to do. And I have prepared him with what I'm going to ask him, but I do have a special question I'm going to ask him at the end that he's not prepared for. So let's see how well he plan- he works on the on the fly. Um, Chris, the first talk yes. that I want to talk to you about, you're doing two talks, and we're going to talk about both of them. But the first one is building robots. Now, I need to preface this by saying you've done lightning talks for Nomad PHP on building computers in Minecraft and all kind of weird stuff. So it really doesn't surprise me as much as it might surprise some other people that you're actually doing a talk about building robots using PHP. But talk to us a little bit about what you're going to be doing in that talk. Well, uh, funny story. Before I went into web development, I wanted to do uh, computer hardware. Um, I actually have a bit of a history before, while I was still at school, where I was um, interested in electronics, but um, my dreams of what I could build and the reality of what I could build were quite different uh, because I have no no training in this um, area. And uh, a while ago, I like a couple of years ago, I started experimenting with doing hobby electronics and came to find it's actually quite uh, it's actually quite approachable these days for someone who knows nothing about electronics to put together something practical and useful for like a home automation system or a, a, a personal robot of some description. Um, and and I do enjoy the weird topics. You you hit the nail on the head there. And this was just one of the, one of the weird topics that had enough uh, legs to be able to become a conference talk or a tutorial. Very cool. Now, what um, when you you say home automation? Let's let's chase that rabbit for a minute. Uh, what do you use when you're doing that? Because I know Colin O'Dell, who I think I'm interviewing next week, is also involved in doing things with home automation. What do you use? There are a few different platforms um, for hubby electronics and and sort of everything in this big bucket uh, that's called IoT. Um, a few different platforms like Arduino. Um, which abstract a lot of the details away. So you don't need to understand what specific components are or do, though it's helpful because you can start to do more interesting things once you do understand those. Um, all you need these days is is an IDE to 
program a variant of C that gets compiled to what the Arduino understands, or uh, depending on the board, maybe a variant of JavaScript that gets compiled to what a board understands. So you 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 need you need the software layer in between that's quite neat these days. Um, and you write in C or you write in JavaScript or or many different languages um, that will get compiled to what these hobby electronics boards understand. And then you can start to connect them to physical things like uh, light switch circuits or as as a sort of digital on off switch for uh, a multi plug adapter or you know practical things and you start to combine that with concepts of making a json http server and exposing that somewhere on the web with sufficient security uh, and then that's you always start... the big part is sufficient security. Yeah. yeah exactly the s in iot stands for security uh, <laughs> and uh, so you know once you start combining this gateway to the physical world with the kinds of best practices that come with exposing a service to the internet, then you can start to connect to things remotely and issue instructions and tie services together using stuff like if this then that or, you know, that kind of thing. Fascinating. Now, um, let's die, uh, let, let's widen back out to your ZenCon talk. So. Give us an example, just one example of something that you're going to be showing off in this talk. My son loves Lego, and I like Lego as well because I'm a human being. And the uh, the the kind of Lego that I like, um, I'm more into the Technic sort of Lego. So the kind the kind of Lego where you build on it for ages and ages, and you connect quite mechanical pieces to it. And at the end, you know, two or three pieces from the end of the build, you start to see what this thing looks like. And hmm. though it is intensely mechanical, and though there are a lot of, there's a lot of thought that you can see has gone into this, it's a static thing. And in recent years, Lego have added uh, their own small collection of motorized components and electrical components. So you can build these into, say, a, a fire truck to extend its ladder, um, or you can build it into a crane to, um, you know, to control a winch on the crane. Mm -hmm. And they have these kinds of builds, but they're very limited in in the their variety. And another thing that's a problem is that you have to, when you build the components into a thing, you have to control it very manually so you have a switch on the crane that you have to that you have to toggle versus you know being able to do it from remote through a web service or something like that and um, so I played around with this idea for a little bit and one of the things that I'm going to do in the talk is I'm going to connect uh, to a digger loader I'm going to connect a motor and in the talk I'm going to program a script from a clean slate to uh, connect to an Arduino and to do various things on the Arduino, building up to uh, with a more complex with a more complex circuit, building up to being able to control the lift arm on the digger loader through a PHP script from the command line. Wow, that, that that's awesome! Now, are you bringing enough Legos for everybody to play, or are you just going to have <laughs> to show off? <laughs> 
I'm, um, yeah, I'm bringing um, just enough to show during the talk. Um, but as um, I'm going to be trying a, a slightly different kind of angle of demonstrating what I'm doing because a lot of talks are a lot of talks are just um, slides and then a face cam. Whereas this one, I need to be able to, um, I, I guess, remote webcasts are like that. But um, this yeah. talk, I need to have a camera focusing at what I'm doing with the electronics and the Lego. So I'm going to have a camera that's pointing down towards the podium for the things that I'm working on that is displayed on screen alongside mm -hmm. my slides. Um, and and seeing how well that works, it'd be an interesting sort of case study about slide That's design, and yeah, phenomenal. Hey, other conference organizers out there listening, you need to get Chris to do a full day tutorial where he brings boxes and boxes of Legos and everybody builds something. Now, that is a that is <laughs> that a tutorial. So much fun. Sell out in a heartbeat. <laughs> hey, Adam, you got anything? No, no. I mean, I, I, I'm toying around with similar things like that where, uh, you know, I have a bunch of shiny new GE appliances that are all smart. And uh, it, it, despite all the technology that everybody's building for mobile apps and things like that, there really aren't many desktop apps. Um, so one of some of the things I'm toying around with, which is kind of similar to what Chris is talking about, which is building PHP scripts to connect up to the various APIs and, and return information. So I'm making... I'm making desktop uh, notifications, you know, so my refrigerator will talk to my computer and, and tell me when the dishes are done or when the temperature in the refrigerator is low or whatever. That's uh, so really that cool. we kind of break out of the mobile arena and actually do it on my desktop or laptop or tablet or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, think is amazing the, um, I know you're working on your your place and re renovating everything, and I've taken the tour. And when I say he's renovating everything, I mean everything. But I, I wasn't sure if you were actually um, going down this road of some IoT there in the house. I'm, I'm find it interesting that you are, and I can't wait to um, to see it. Oh yeah, the smoke detectors, thermostat, uh, appliances, everything is. is Everything's going to talk to each other. I've got my own little Tanawa service farm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is an interesting way of looking at it. Hey, I know you're, uh, Chris, you're going to do another talk, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we get to that, I want to talk about a little bit about our sponsor, SiteGround, and thank them for sponsoring Voices of the Elephant. See, every website needs hosting, and we're all developers. We know not all hosts are the same. If you're looking for a solid and secure host for your website, your web application, or your web store, check out SiteGround. They are rock-solid technical people. They're easy people to work with when it comes to support, but most importantly, they're fun people to be around. If you ever run into them at a WordCamp or a PHP conference, stop by the booth and talk to them. You'll see what I mean. Most important, though, when you're ready to select the host for your next web app, check them out. You can find out more information at SiteGround.com, and of course, make sure you tell them that Cal sent you. Okay, now, that's the fun talk. And, and I find it interesting that you have both of, these list, both of these talks listed as beginner, but your next talk is Making Compilers. Talk to us a little bit, because I know you've been doing some work on that um, recently. Uh, talk to us a little bit about why you're working in building compilers. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think for both fun talks, 
um, specifically because I understand so little about the theory of these section of these different topics. But um, it, it just seems it just seems an interesting um, place to be able to talk about them. And I think as a community, we're kind of we're kind of used to just learning as we go and being self-taught and um, and sometimes roughing it with the frameworks or the libraries or the even some of the syntax that we use in in the PHP language. Um, and the reason the reason I um, bring that up is because when it comes to things like compilers, it's really easy for people to think, well, I'm not an expert at compilers, so I shouldn't make one. And that's totally that's totally understandable, but totally untrue. Um, the The ability to make a compiler is the ability to express an idea of new syntax. We use PHP to express our ideas about what web applications should look like. Um, we look at other languages' best practices, and we think, okay, how do we do that in PHP? And those are those are perfectly rational and reasonable things for us to do. Making compilers is just another aspect of that. Just because I'm not a, a traditional um, a, a, a traditional um, university student of compiler theory doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to try new syntax, to try a new language. Hmm. Um, and come to find, it's actually not that difficult to do these things in PHP, all, in, in all languages really, because the, the simplest compiler is just string manipulation and some temporary variables. And so we can use these things to make a simple compiler to try a language, and if it works, that's great. This is how languages like CoffeeScript, for instance, uh, became so successful, and how TypeScript is now one of the most popular languages on GitHub, but it is just a compiles to JavaScript language. Mm -hmm. Arguably, it's a it's a very good compiler uh, that's in use at the moment, but but the CoffeeScript compiler, for example, wasn't the first version of it wasn't a good compiler, but what it did was that it allowed people to express a new syntax, and that idea became popular. So the talk is about that. It's about um, it's about it looks at how to build a compiler just with the simple string manipulation and temporary variables. Um, mm -hmm. It goes through the steps of what that kind of compiler looks like. Um, it spends quite a bit of time exploring a shortcut built on top of those ideas that will allow us to make preprocessor macros in PHP, um, and it combines all of this together to make quite an interesting. Uh, case for syntax like uh, like ReactJS's syntax inside PHP, without extensions, without recompiling PHP, just by compiling a different syntax into a valid PHP syntax. And there's all sorts of examples on the outside of that as well, um, for different kinds Very of cool. additional syntax to PHP. That's Could interesting. You... So, um... Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, I was going to say that's interesting. So, so you're actually uh, going to show using PHP as a compiler of sorts. Yes. Nice. Can you compile um, grumpy old man script that I write into actually good object-oriented code? Or no, I'm. I'm <laughs> There's nobody that could do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, well, that that's very interesting. Um, I, I've seen some of the. Um, work that you've tweeted out in the past month or so along this topic, and I am I'm, I'm very interested to to see that. And by the way, when I said 
um, the first one was a fun talk. The first one includes Legos. Therefore, by default, it will be more fun true. than making compilers. That is, that is true. I mean, technically, that puts it like two points higher in the in the scale of fun than, yes. than a compiler talk. I'll give you that, yeah. But I'm yeah, sure but both of them are going to be very interesting talks. Um, I, I've seen you do uh, many a talk, and you, you've been on Nomad, done a couple of you, even done one for Day Camp for Developers, and um, you know, I, you're you're one of the few speakers that I sit up, pay attention, and hang on every word. Um, now, when you're talking, I'm not doing email or anything like that because if I get sidetracked at, at all, I get lost. I mean, you, you're moving. That fast, and you, your stuff is so um, packed. There's well, a lesson in there for you. what I can improve on. I want to thank you for um, taking the time. Hey, before I let you go, I want to spring a question on you. Uh, what talk are you looking forward to seeing at ZenCon? Whew. I, to be honest, I don't really know what's on the schedule. Uh, let me just head over to ZenCon.com where you can buy tickets for this amazing event. That's why I spring it on people because um, I, I, I have this theory that speakers don't go to talks. Uh, the speakers are the ones that sit out in the hallway track and just yip yap with each other. So, now, myself personally, I'm usually at the conference because I'm speaking. But then, uh, but then, you know, it, it's always interesting to see what talks are there once you are there, right? Because I'm going to be there in any way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd be it's silly not to attend some, but. A lot of times when you go out into the hallway track, it's just the speakers. Matter of fact, back in the day at Tech, uh, when it was at the hotel in Chicago, we had that hallway that ended in couches, and that was just known as the speaker's corner because yeah. that's just where all the speakers gathered when they weren't um, actually doing their talks. Well, there looks to be an interesting talk uh, by Vim Godem about WebSockets. I'm a huge oh, yeah. fan of talks relating to asynchronous PHP. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's that's definitely one um, I'd be interested in. Uh, also, yeah, Brandon well, Savage's one on speaker. Brandon Savage's one on why did my project fail sounds interesting as well. So, yeah, yeah, and by the and time this like podcast released, um, my my interview with Brandon will have released, and we actually discussed that one. That's good. That's going to be an interesting. Oh, excellent. Talk. Excellent. Well, yeah, I look forward to that. Okay. I see Vim's well, doing I'll another one you. the next day. On Do asynchronous what? PHP as well. I see Vim's oh. doing another one the next day, uh, also on asynchronous PHP. So I'm going to be in both his talks <laughs> by the sounds of things. Yeah. Well, Chris, I want to thank you um, for taking the time out of your schedule to be with us today. And I, thank you for having me. You're, you're one of those people that you just keep giving and giving and giving. So for, for everything that you do for the PHP community, and that's a long list, thank you. From from all of us, thank you for all that you give us. Definitely. Awesome. Okay, well, that wraps up another. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for having me here, uh, and also thanks, Adam, um, for for um, the part. Actually, thank you both of you to the part that you play. I think you're both involved in ZenCon, in some uh, to some degree, uh, the organization of that. So thank you very much for the opportunity to be there as well. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that wraps up another episode of Voices of the Elephant. My name is Cal Evans. I'm your host. My special guest host, Mr. Adam Culp, is with us. We're talking about ZenCon. I want to thank you for spending some time with us and hope that you will um, subscribe on iTunes. And if once you're out there, do us a favor, leave us a rating, uh, rating and review. We'd appreciate that. We'll talk to you next year, next time, right here on Voices of the Elephant. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. 
Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons Attribution No Derivatives Share and Share Alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the nominate link. The URL is voicesoftheelephant.com. Elephant is of course spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.